The first thing that you should do if you are new and you have a little bit of an audience is to really encourage your users to share their experience about your product. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method, could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month, we're all about content marketing. So in this episode, we're going to be exploring UGC, user generated content reviews in all their shapes and sizes and formats. And we'll be touching on influencers as well. We'll be talking about how you gather them, how you use them, how you stay on the right side of the law and you keep your customers happy whilst doing it all. Loads of great advice coming from my super expert guest. Not only is she deep in the world of UGC and reviews, she also runs her own e-commerce store. So she knows what she's talking about. She knows what it's like being in your shoes. Do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, she will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of your content marketing. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all as well. So stay tuned right to the end. Join the ranks of over 35,000 successful online stores that use Ferra for reviews. With Ferra, you're not just getting a reviews app, you're empowering your brand to compete with online giants. Ferra's beautiful, customizable review widgets seamlessly integrate with your website, enhancing aesthetics and customer trust. Plus, Ferra merchants have a high response rate, which means more authentic reviews for your products. And here's the best part. You can get Ferra free for four months on any plan. Start harnessing the power of authentic customer reviews with Ferra. Use our special offer to start using Ferra for free. Visit keepopt.com forward slash Ferra now. That's keepopt.com forward slash F-E-R-A. In this episode, I'm chatting with content marketing expert Jamila Jan. Jamila is a fount of knowledge when it comes to UGC and content marketing for e-commerce stores. As marketing and partnership manager at Ferra, she spends her time helping over 35,000 brands manage their reviews across all their review platforms. Hello, Jamila. Hello, Chloe. So nice to see you. And thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's a great podcast. Thank you. And it's awesome to have you here as well. Listeners, we nearly ran out of time to record this because we been nattering so much. I think you're in for a treat. Jamila really knows her stuff uh, with what we're talking about today. But first off, before we get into all of that, Jamila, how did you end up working in content marketing? The way I ended up at Farah and in content marketing is because I had my, and still have, my own e-commerce store. So one of the best ways that we found other than social media and direct sales to wholesalers was through content marketing and creating blog posts that people could find our store. So one of our most popular and highest converting blog posts was like how to take care of your fashion jewelry and handmade gemstone bracelets in Canada. So that's kind of how I got into content marketing. And then I got the job at Farah, and I've been doing a lot of content with Farah and helping stores get user-generated content basically through photo and video and text reviews. So that's that's how I got into it. Cool. And so we are going to drill down into UGC, good old user-generated content. As e-commerce store owners, why should we care about UGC? Okay. 
So UGC is super important because first of all, it doesn't cost you any money to, to create the content. People are creating the content for you. UGC is also really important because it speaks to the customer. So a lot of the times the people who are creating content around your brand or your product are your evangelical customers. They're typically your ideal customers and they care enough about your brand that other customers can see themselves in the content creator. So that's why UGC is super important. And on the influencer side, like let's say you are paying for content, then you can find somebody who your customer base wants to aspire to be or who trusts. So that's kind of why user-generated content is very important. Honestly, it's just, it's awesome because it's free. It's free. (laughs) And we all love free stuff. I know. It's like... I mean, actually, I was going to say, I don't understand why brands don't use more user-generated content. Anyone who looks at my content knows I am shockingly bad at including user-generated content (laughs) in my content. So I get that it's hard to do, but it has all that great social proof power that our brains are hardwired to react positively to. And like you say, it doesn't cost anything to create. It doesn't cost the time to create. It's just there. It's kind of like like no-brainer stuff. We were talking earlier about how video is now the bestest version to go for. So tell us a bit about that. What, why should we be getting video? And I guess, how, how do we get video? Because that seems a bit more complicated than normal things. Right now, a lot of social platforms are doing video first. Um, if you look at I mean, obviously, TikTok is one of the biggest ones with short form video. Uh, Now they have up to 10 minutes of content. But because of TikTok, Instagram instituted reels, YouTube started doing shorts. So we're really at a video first type of ecosystem, I guess you could say. So that's kind of why you have to focus on video, because if you are going to put out content on social, then what's going to be seen is video. So that's number one. Number two is that video is a little bit more trustworthy than something like text or photos because people feel like it can't be faked as much. Not to say that it can't be, but people trust it a lot more. So that's the other reason. And video also gives people, if you're selling a product, like if you're selling clothing or you're selling jewelry or home goods, Video shows what the product looks like a lot better than a photo because a lot of times photos are retouched. So video is going to be important for reach and it's going to be important for building trust. So that's the first part of the question. The second part is how do you get video? So it is a little bit more difficult to get your customers to leave video. So you can incentivize them to leave a video. You can offer like a free product if they leave a video, or you can offer a discount for their next purchase if they leave a video. But one of the best ways to do it for free is to really create a wonderful unboxing experience that people will want to record because they want to share like, oh my gosh, look at how amazing this new gift that I have is. And and they're peeling the layers back and they're excited to share it with their friends or with their audience. So if you want to do it for free, having a really great unboxing experience, but if you do are like, you're just getting started and maybe you don't have like the best packaging or whatever, you can ask for a video review and say like, here's what I'm willing to offer in exchange for a video review. So that's kind of how, how you get it started. There are other ways too, but at the, the point of people who have already purchased from you, then that's, those are pretty good ways to get video. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that you want to encourage those people who've just bought 
to do it, to kind of strike whilst the iron's hot and create it right there and then. And you mentioned there about reusing the video, because I think we can fall into the trap of thinking that UGC, we just need to put it on the right product pages, put it in the checkout, put it on, on our website, but actually it gets super powerful when we incorporate it into our marketing. So what are you seeing working with working best with UGC and marketing at the moment? A lot of brands are, other than their online store and showing it, you know, on the product page with, with, with a review widget, a lot of brands are reusing their unboxing videos on platforms like TikTok and Meta, specifically like Instagram, but depending on your market, probably Facebook too, but unboxing videos and kind of like, this is, this is what I use. Get ready with me as I use like, I don't know, Revlon or whatever. <laughs> I'm not plugging Revlon. Okay. I didn't even know if they're still relevant, but, but like, but those kinds of things, people will reuse them not only organically in their feed, but they'll also use them for ads, which is very, very useful. And it's very, very effective. If you look at like TikTok made me buy it hashtags, mm-hmm. then you, you know, people are reusing UGC in that way to um, make their brand a little bit more relatable, but also to get that reach so that people don't like scroll past a very well done ad. UGC is a little bit more real. So people are more likely to say, to feel like it's part of their organic feed, even though it is a sponsored ad. So that's how a lot of brands are, are reusing it. And if we're gonna reuse it in our marketing and our ads, how much permission do we need from the person who originally created it? I mean, is that something that gets hidden amongst the T's and C's of our review capture program? Or is it a need to drop them an email to check? Do we need to sign a contract? Or can we just do it anyway? Definitely hidden in the T's and C's. I'm not going to lie, okay? It's there. It says, it's like, uh, we can use this uh, review you know, however we want. If you find somebody who posts it organically on their like social media or something, typically you can repost to your stories without like having to ask them. But if you are going to use it in an ad or repost it to your feed, then you have to ask the person and you have to get permission. But I think that even though it is in the terms and conditions, it's still best practice as a brand for you to reach out and say like, hey, I want to use this in an ad. Is it cool? If they're like a regular customer, more likely than than not, they'll say yes. I've even asked people like, hey, I want to use this in an ad. Is that cool? They're like, yeah. Like they don't care. (laughs) They already gave you their photo, right? But like if it's somebody who is a content creator and that's how they make their money, then you have to ask and you should compensate them because that's like their livelihood. But like regular customers typically will will say yes. So if it's in your terms of contract, you have the right to do it. But at the same time, you want to be an ethical brand. You want to make sure that you have, like your customers know that you care about them and it's going to win you brownie points in the end. Just like, don't be, don't be lame about it, right? Just be upfront and be transparent. And it's going to help your brand in the long run, build trust with your customers. Well, and it's like, if that's a customer who loves your product enough to have created the video about it, 
you don't want to alienate them by them suddenly the first them hearing about it is they see themselves in your ad i mean that's exactly that's not going to provoke them to buy more is it? it's like <laughs> no definitely not that's like a no i'm unsubscribing scenario of course cool. so we need need to make sure we're doing both the ethical thing and the nice and friendly thing of keeping people in the loop about this is there any other legal stuff like i know what i'm doing um promoted posts on linkedin for people so when i'm being paid to post on linkedin and yeah everybody i do that but it's really obvious when i do it because it says hashtag ad in it sometimes they also ask me to put sponsored by brand name in there as well that's partly for transparency it's also because it's legally required and um <laughs> yeah that's something which I think brands forget about sometimes is there's actually some legal requirements. And actually, to be fair, guys, this, let me be really clear. This is when you're paying someone to create the content, not when they're organically creating it for you. So if you're bringing influencers into this, you need to be a little bit more dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So what, what's, tell us a bit more about that, Jamila, the FTC part we're going to talk about, aren't we? And the FTC is the USA's legal enforcer of this. Everyone out there, whichever country you're in, you'll have your own legal enforcer. Whichever country you're selling in will have one. So just make sure you're aware of the legals in your area. We are not guaranteeing this will cover you in all, all places or any places, actually, because we are not legal people. Um, with that caveat out of the way, tell us about how you're helping um, your users to to stay the right side of the FTC regs. Right. Right. So um, the FTC has in the past fined companies really, really big for posting fake reviews. And there's also this new California bill that also is the Consumer Reviews Fairness Act that has guidelines in place to stop fake reviews because most people are using reviews as a way to make a purchase, right? Farrah doesn't allow customers or there are merchants to post fake reviews. So you can't just like write a review and give it yourself a five stars. We also don't allow you to suppress bad reviews because that is not allowed. Um, in California, it's not allowed. And the FTC definitely comes down hard on people who suppress like one star reviews or like two star reviews. So those are things that you are not allowed to do and Farrah doesn't allow you to do them. And again, it goes back to being like a fair and ethical brand. If people don't like your product, then you can't pretend like everybody likes it. You have to kind of like either fix your product, you know, take down your product <laughs> and like redo it, work on that feedback, but you can't post fake reviews because you can get huge fines. So Farrah doesn't allow that. After a certain amount of time, if you don't approve a review, then it'll automatically be posted to your site, but you can moderate reviews, right? So like if they're like hateful or like that kind of thing, if there's like hate speech or like slurs in them, then like you don't have to post those. And we have AI that will help moderate those types of reviews. When it does come to posting reviews that you paid for, you definitely have to say like, oh, this is an ad, we paid for this. But even in some jurisdictions, if you provide an incentive, then you do have to say like this review was incentivized or we incentivized this person to like leave a video. And all of that is okay. And consumers don't mind that as long as you're honest about it. Then it it doesn't matter if they're like, oh, this person got like a discount or they got a gift because you still don't have to leave a good review if you get a discount, right? So as long as you're fair and you're honest and you're transparent, then people are more likely to say, oh, okay, you know, it's a video review. I can see exactly what the product looks like. 
I can see how big it is. I can see what it looks like on this like normal size body. So I don't care if they got, if they got money for it. Most people know that influencers are getting money for reviewing products, but what they're trying to see is like, what does this product truly look like in real life? How does it truly work? It's kind of the thing around fake reviews in Europe. I think is a little bit more hardcore than in America. But Usually. <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely. You guys are super hardcore for consumer protection. I'm here for it, but it's a little bit of the wild west in America. <laughs> but what, what I like about what you just run us through is that I hadn't realized there was laws coming in about suppression of bad reviews. So that's kind of cool. And we did have, uh, gosh, a couple of years ago now on the podcast, the brilliant Joanna Steele, who was in charge of reviews for Argos, which here in the UK is a massive high street and online retailer. And they analyzed it and they found that products with a one star review, just one review that was one star, sold more, converted better than products with no reviews at all. So don't be scared of your one star reviews, everybody. They do help you sell. Oh, for sure. For sure. I always look at one star reviews because you know what the thing is? One star review people are usually haters. Okay. Like you're like, this person is such a hater that they left a one star review. So like most people will even gloss over one star reviews, but you look so suspicious if you have all five star reviews. It's like, no, there's no way that you can have all five star reviews. It's just, it's sus. So, you know, you have to have that mixed bag. And a lot of people look at the four star reviews because they feel a little bit more honest. Three and four, they're like, oh, like I, I know it's not going to meet all my needs, but it seems good enough based on these reviews. So yeah, you just, you got to keep them all in there. Love that. And I love the fact that all this legislation is kind of helping us help ourselves be better marketers. But I hadn't realized we were supposed to, with simple incentives like loyalty points for those who place a review, et cetera, we need to make that clear as well. So I thought, so that's a, that's a new one on me. It depends on, on the area and where you are and also how big you are. I mean, if you're selling like $10,000 or whatever a month, they're probably not coming for you. But if you're selling like millions of dollars, then they might come for you. Right? And I'm not saying that you should flout the laws because you're small. I'm just saying that for some of those things, um, depends on your jurisdiction and it depends on how high profile you are but still follow the rules. <laughs> yes. De yeah, follow the rules, everybody. We are definitely not condoning lawlessness. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Jamila, is there anything about UGC that we haven't yet told the audience that we should tell them about things they need to know as we head into 2024? Making sure that when you're asking for a review, it's pretty timely. So depending on your product, let's say you sell like home goods or you sell bathing suits during like the holiday season, then you want to ask for a review maybe like 20 days after the person has like put the furniture together, put it in their house or after they take their vacation and come back. Or like we have a bunch of integrations where you can ask for a review upon delivery, which goes back to the unboxing, but just being really mindful of who your customer is and really asking them at the right time. So I would say for UGC, that's really important. Just delighting your customer though. The more your customers love you, the more likely they are to, to post about you. Like I will post about brands that I love for free. Just anytime I'm sitting at my desk, I'm like, oh, I'm wearing this sweater. Let me take a selfie and tag them, right? So as long as you have that connection with your brand or with your customers, you're more likely to get uh, user-generated content. 
So true. Well, look, um, Jamila, it's been great picking your brains about UGC. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Jamila's insider tips on content marketing and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. In a world where big companies dominate, Ferrer is here to level the playing field for independent e-commerce stores like yours. Join Ferrer's community of 35,000 plus businesses including Fiji Water, and see why over 5,000 stores rated them five stars on Shopify and Wix. Ferra offers stunning, easy-to-use review widgets, AI-driven review management, and dedicated customer support. When you use Ferra, you can expect a surge in review responses, increased conversions, and better customer loyalty. Plus, your reviews will shine in Google search and shopping. Take advantage of their special offer, four months free on any plan. Visit keepopt.com forward slash Ferra to sign up today. That's keepopt.com forward slash F-E-R-A. Okay, Jamila, so far we've gone deep into UGC. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of content marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with content marketing, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. Jamila, are you ready for these? I'm ready. Okay, here we go then. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Okay, so when it comes specifically to user-generated content, the first thing that you should do if you are new and you have a little bit of an audience is to really encourage your users to share their experience about your product so that you can get user-generated content. So really cultivating the trust that you have with your customers and letting them know, like, we are looking for content. It can be as simple as a social media post, or it can be an email or a review request email. So really asking and engaging with your community is going to be the first thing and sharing those posts. So you ask for them, you share them, you tag people, and that's going to start getting the ball rolling and like, oh, this brand actually wants to hear from me and they share customer posts and I could be featured on the page. And uh, you'll be shocked at how quickly people will start tagging you in their posts. Nice, super straightforward way to start. Okay. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? Yes. So if you are using your user-generated content in ads or on your page, then the first thing, or well, to improve your performance, you should be split testing. So you can split test and say, does my product page convert better when I put videos in the product description, like in the, in the photos that they have, or in a widget? But right below the product, or does it convert better if I sort by quality? So A-B testing on the page and then A-B testing your ads. Sometimes your customers are going to resonate with different people and different formats. So if you have UGC and you think like people want to see super pretty people that are skinny and tall, and then you split test that with like a regular looking person and you can see what does better, you might be shocked, right? So always testing and split testing to see what truly works best with your audience when it comes to UGC is how you should be improving performance. 
Love that. Always the split testing, everybody. Always the split testing. <laughs> okay. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yeah. So obviously, Farah's blog is a great place to go for how to use reviews, user-generated content, but also HubSpot is a really great free resource for those kinds of things. And um, Google has a skill shop for digital marketing, which also includes content marketing in general and how to improve your SEO. So I would send people there, but come to Farah and follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, send me a message. I'll help you. <laughs> I always forget about the Google skills. Is it Skills Academy? They just changed it. It used to be like Digital Garage and now it's Skill. I think it's Skill Shop always forget about that and it's full of so much good stuff free <laughs> yeah okay finally it's crystal ball time what's coming up in the next six to 12 months we should be getting ready for okay so specifically for user-generated content it's going to be short form video if you're not already on short form video it's going to take off it's going to be a lot more popular than you think of course um, when it comes to content marketing in general I think we're going to see a lot more AI-driven personalization to personalize the type of content that users are seeing. And one other big thing that I don't think people are um, paying enough attention to for content marketing is voice search. So voice search is an image search is going to be a huge, huge deal going forward. And I don't know if you've seen, there's like this, the humane clip where it's like, a projected screen and, and you don't even have to touch the interface anymore. It's like voice activated. So that's going to be the future, maybe not 12 months, but like definitely in the next two years. So if you can start building your content for image and voice search, then I think that you're going to be ahead of the curve. Lovely advice there. Thank you so much, Jamila. We are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and Farah? Yes. So if you want to build trust with your customers and show authentic user-generated content and reviews on your site, you can go to fera.ai, F-E-R-A.ai. And you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Jamila Jan. And um, you can find me on my website as well, jamilajan.com. So that's uh, where you can find us. Awesome. Jamila, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. And it's so cool. We got to share so much of your brilliant advice with the audience. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Isn't Jamila just a fount of knowledge about UGC? I told you that at the beginning and she really is. So loads of great advice there about getting your UGCE really working for you, both on the influencer side and the reviews side. And we got quite clear there on a lot of the legal side. So the two big things clearly on the legal side of things are making it clear when you're paying for something and not trying to pretend it's for free, making sure you are not suppressing, not making yourself look look fake, basically. You're not suppressing those bad reviews because the stats are that they help you drive sales too. So don't suppress those. And just, just loads of great tips there from Jamila and some great advice in the insider tips too. You can get the links to all those things we discussed, the full transcript to the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or use our special direct episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page of the website. When you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And with that, we wrap up our content marketing month and we wrap up 2023. What a year it has been. 
Thank you all so much for tuning in to this year and supporting the show. I know we've taught you so much, or rather my, my lovely guests have taught you all so much. So if you've been listening diligently, your marketing must be better than it was at the beginning of the year. And we're going to do it all again next year. So please do stick around and listen to all our episodes in 2024 too. Please do. Please, please, please listen. Please spread the word because... Me and my team put all the effort into creating this podcast um, for you just to help you improve your e-commerce marketing and to help others improve their e-commerce marketing too. So please spread the word, everybody. And um, I'll see you or hear you or listen to you or one of those sorts of things in the very near future. Happy New Year, everybody. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimising audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause. And come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.